0: Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a talk about Gambit versus Gambit Prime. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. So click the link below to come hang out at twitch.tv slash say no to rage. You can take part in these live. If you're watching on YouTube, hitting like and subscribe helps me out. As well as you're listening in other locations, sharing it and following the podcast is super helpful to me as well as following the Twitch channel. So why am I talking about this? Why am I talking about Gambit versus Gambit Prime? We've spilled a lot of blood talking about Gambit on my stream and creating content that we you know is highly critical of Gambit. I had a video recently where I entertained the idea of a PVE-only Gambit and ultimately said I feel like they still need to try to get the game mode right, even though I don't like it at all. I kind of took up for the people that do like it and said they should try to get it right before just scrapping it or going PVE-only because that would kind of defeat the purpose and the identity and it would kind of gut the, the central core element of Gambit. So, Luke Smith and his director's cut releases this idea that they're going to be going down to one version. Eventually, that will be going to one or the other or a combination of the two. And so, a lot of people started debating which was better? Which would be the one that you would want to have stay? Most people are picking Gambit Prime because it's faster. That's not a good enough reason. I tend to agree with Paul Tassi on that. He kind of changed my mind last night on the Rageous Roundtable. So I wanted to walk through talking about why are we making, why are we having to choose, and you know maybe even why should they go down to one mode? And then we're going to talk about Gambit, regular Gambit, and then Gambit Prime. We're going to kind of talk about their flaws, their problems, ways the game could be improved. I got some ideas that are new that you haven't heard before that we came up with last night on the podcast. Yeah, so why choose Luke Smith made it very very clear that long term only one version of Gambit will remain I don't think they want to see a year from now both versions still still being maintained in the game still being you know coexisting together now a lot of people were like oh so you're going to gut one you know there, there's the 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 blade is hanging over these game modes and one's getting removed Deej confirmed in an interview I believe it was was Games Radar, where he said that this is not happening anytime soon for the duration of Destiny 2 year 3 both of these game modes will remain Luke Smith was just maybe just kind of putting that on our radar to start the conversation now I don't think anything new is really going to be said by most people if you watch my videos on the issue or Datto's videos if you go read Gig's tweet where he tweeted at Luke Smith we're all saying the same thing about invasion everything that's been going on but if you're going to be combining the two modes or taking the good or the removing the bad and trying to come up with a game mode that really really combines the best of both worlds i think we could really look at them and find a good way forward to maintain the spirit of gambit i still believe that on paper gambit is a good idea it just falters and sort of fumbles and doesn't really get any traction once you're sort of in there once metas settle and once people figure out how to burn down bosses etc Eventually, they're gonna shrink this down to one and we wanna get that right. If we want the mode to really land the way that everybody thinks or the way that everybody's gonna like it, they need to get it right. So let's dive into the meat of the video here. Regular Gambit, let's talk about Regular Gambit. Even with Sudden Death, a lot of people would say, well, Sudden Death has made it significantly better. Even with Sudden Death, I feel like Regular Gambit is an absolute slog, it feels long. Uh, sudden death honestly sometimes makes it feel kind of worse because it feels cheesy especially if somebody's using shards of Galanor Um, you know they're just kind of spamming their super I was doing that the other day and then the other day when we lost in sudden death it didn't feel like we got outplayed their boss melt and our boss melt were neck and neck and they did like a sliver more damage than us and then they won I came up with an idea last night of the round Roundtable to every game of Gambit should only be two rounds and it should be point based obviously if you win both rounds you win but if you win a round and they win a round it just goes to the scoreboard and it just bases it off of points start tallying points some way motes gained m- motes lost hurt your points uh your y- damage to bosses speed on envoys taking out NV- hvts different ways to score points so that it's always two rounds no matter what honestly I don't think anybody would balk at this because they would say if I went around and they went around just decide who the winner is and let me go back to the freaking lobby I don't need to go to sudden death that's not it's especially if you win the first round and you feel like you're the better team you make some mistakes in the second round and then they like cheese burn the boss or they've got shards they got a bunch of people with shards of Galinor, and they just cheese burn the boss I just it's not gonna it it doesn't feel very good to lose that way I would rather lose knowing they went around we went around they had a better round than us you know they won I think that would be a far better way to take the the flow of the game. I'm just talking about the flow of the game right now. I'm not talking about invasion, I'm not talking about heavy ammo, none of that yet. Just the flow of the game would probably be better if it was just two rounds and score base. Now a lot of people like Prime because it's one round. I don't necessarily know if that's the right call regular gambit the original gambit of it being two rounds there's something I, I i kind of like about okay let's reset let's reassess let's strategize how can we come back and beat these guys can we go score more points than them not only do we have to win this next round we got to try and score more points so I, I i really feel like that'd be a that's that's a good back and forth if you want gambit to have that it's still somewhat competitive it's still somewhat fun but it's not the the, the one round burner of gambit prime invasion still needs addressed no matter what they decide no matter what they do with gambit or gambit prime invasion needs addressed in a variety of ways in a variety of ways number one the influence of invasion needs addressed first before you start messing with overshields and wall hacks and heavy ammo you got to start at ground level the influence of invasion over the course of a game needs addressed I am there's there's a lot of agreement on first invasion being too influential snowballing other teams invasion being really really frustrating. If you address the influence of Invasion first, how often it happens, how much pain you can inflict on another team with Invasion, that needs addressed first. Then you can start saying, okay, now that Invasion is not as influential, it's okay that he's really, really strong. It's okay that they come over with heavy ammo, because you've minimized the influence. If you minimize the influence, and you minimize their strength, their wall hacks, and bringing over heavy ammo, you could accidentally swing too many axes at the the tree and just completely decimate Invasion to where nobody cares to do it, it's not even worth the bother like just keep grinding for the moats. So there's gotta be a logical progression between addressing the influence of invasion and then you can go up to saying okay, the strength of invasion the frequency of invasion how often should somebody be able to come over they're all intertwined and they've got to be addressed in that order I would actually say influence and frequency are tied together and then after influence and frequency have been addressed and you think you've created a good system then the power and the strength of the invader can then be addressed at that point it's kind of like they didn't address Bloom on consoles, they just mess with Lunas and Not Forgotten. You've got to address the ground level foundational issue first, then you can start to fiddle with the other things. Boss melts also in regular Gambit just feel like a silly climax. There's no mechanics, there's no health gates, there's no health lock-in, can you lock in the health, can it be healed up to only a certain point if you've done enough damage, I also think boss melts and boss strategies are just kind of ludicrous and kind of silly. They could take a clue from Menagerie. Menagerie mechanics visually train the player, put some visual training in there, uh, you know, kind of change and simplify the boss fights, but maybe extend the boss fights a little bit so it is more of a back and forth. Just burning down a boss just ultimately in both versions of Gambit feels pretty freaking silly. So let's talk about Gambit Prime. Gambit Prime, I think, is tolerable for most people, because when you got to do 10 games, you're literally just looking at the stopwatch. How long is this game going to take me? And that's why people are like, oh, just give me Gambit Prime. If i got to do 10 games for an armor set, or 5 games for a bounty, or 3 games for a milestone... People are going to go to the path of least resistance. Prime games go faster. That doesn't necessarily make Prime better, and I thought Paul Tassi made some good points last night on the Rageous Roundtable and really kind of changed my mind that ultimately both game modes are flawed, but Gambit Prime, in many respects, it takes the flaws of, de- of, of Gambit and it magnifies them significantly. Blockers are more pesky in both versions, But, their strength and how pesky and strong they are, combined with Moat Drain, combined with somebody coming over and locking it with a full Invader set, just puts a massive amount of snow on the already existing snowball that is Gambit. Gambit is a snowball steamroll game, you just run over the other team, there's very little hope of, of turning the game around, I guarantee you the statistics of first to invade, having a correlation to and a causation to winning games is a GIANT statistic in my favor on this, First to invade is way more likely to win. And again, this is magnified in Gambit Prime because of moat drain when there's two blockers on moat bank locking with a full invader set and the frequency and the strength of invasion makes all of these problems significantly worse. Also, once you start invading during the boss fight, it is ludicrous how often someone can invade. It is so pesky and so annoying. The disruption level is just absurd. It's it's honestly just silly and needs to be addressed. So, I think Gambit Prime has less going for it, but if you're going to take the primary reason people pick Gambit Prime, which is that it's faster, and you're going to bring that over to Gambit, then you've really just got to address a handful of things, which is the boss fights are somewhat silly and Invasion is far too influential and far too powerful. The boss fight in Prime is actually closer to a back and forth with the envoys, with the stacking, you gotta do something to get the stacks, there's so many times that they're invading, it's a little bit closer to a back and forth, so we could take some influence there from Gambit Prime, but ultimately, Invasion is incredibly frequent, incredibly flawed, and both versions need massive tweaks to make them more enjoyable, but if we're gonna tweak one let's tweak normal gambit strip it down to two rounds always make it point system tweak invasion make it less painful and make the boss fight maybe a little bit more interesting that's my thoughts on the matter comparing the two game modes obviously you can share your thoughts in chat q a is about to follow or comment below as always if you're listening or watching in any of their locations i appreciate you doing that very very much please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is gonna be a question and answer session that followed my talk about Gambit versus Gambit Prime. If you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now. So click the link below to come hang out and join the conversation. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. If you're not if I'm not live, you can follow. if you're watching on YouTube, hit and like and subscribe is an easy way to help me out. Let's jump right into the questions. We discussed Gambit versus Gambit Prime because Luke Smith indicated in his director's cut. That eventually they're going to go down to one mode not anytime soon though according to Deej for the duration of year three both game modes will remain but we wanted to kind of contrast the two modes talk about one some of the core problems with gamut so we're probably going to get into a lot of questions today that are suggestions if we get into micro suggestions I will I will glide right over your question that's just a preface I'm going to put right now as well as to those people listening I don't like doing an hour and a half q a where i'm getting down into like micro suggestions of like what if you only go over with two shots instead of three shots like those things are too difficult i think there's bigger foundational problems that need addressed and micro suggestions about solving problems i think is unhelpful so i'm not trying to be mean or dismissive but it bogs down q a so i'm prefacing that now and if somebody comes in late and does that and i pass over their question chat just let them know why why i am doing that Redonk says, if Gambit Prime stays, do you think the roles Invader Collector ETC should play a more distinct role? Right now, it seems, other than Invader, each of the characters can do each role seamlessly. There was a good suggestion last night from Webski about this, about, like, role queuing and, you know, how well this works in Overwatch. And I think it could work in Destiny's Gambit, but you would really, really have to have a very, very full funnel of players or matchmaking would break down extremely quickly. If there's nobody in your region that is running you know, Collector and Invader, and you're trying to run the other two or, or the other one or whatever, you could sit in matchmaking for forever. Now, what they could do is allow you to say, instead of role queuing, you could do role preference queuing, so you could say, I prefer Collector than, what is it, Reaver, what are they, was it, Collector, Reaver, and what's the other one? Uh, invader and frick you could put an order of like one through four so obviously they try and find you games where you would fit in as a collector and then maybe your second choice is century and you're like i really want to do century not reaver reaper sorry so like you could o- put it in order so the, the the most unlikely thing you're going to get chosen for is invasion But again, I think that really breaks down. People would be like, I hate invading, I don't want to be the invader, I picked it last, there's not enough people playing, I keep getting thrown in as the invader. So, role queuing is a great idea, but I think implementation would be significantly challenging, and those are just a few of the reasons why. Uh, So... I do think the armor sets are going to need retooled. I think the invader set is absurd what it can do. It's absolutely absurd. Invasion is already ridiculously broken and overpowered and far too frequent and far too influential. And you're like, hey, why don't we double down and let him lock the bank too when he comes over? Like, it's just silly. Invasion is almost always on the heels of blockers being sent because You don't want to bank until you know you're invading because of moat drain. So if you wait to bank when they're invading, it's incredibly likely that two to three blockers are on the bank whenever the invasion comes. And if they're full set, the bank gets locked, the bank's getting drained, and he could potentially kill some people and take your moats that way as well. And then they're racing to 50 and they're going to do it again. It is absolutely absurd and broken. And I'm shocked that they think that it's a bat. Like uh, whoever looked at the perks on the armor sets, if they did internal testing, I it I don't know. It just it just seems completely and utterly broken. There's no way a full team, one one Reaper, one Sentry, one Invader, one Collector. There's just no way even an organized, super smart, super intelligent team can do much against that. Now you might say, well, if you're sentry, you're supposed to be standing guard. You should be killing those blockers as they come in. You can't kill three blockers the instant they come in. You just can't. So if they're if they're banking properly for that invasion, two to three blockers are coming over all at once, and then they invade, and then you're standing there on the plate like a dum dum, trying to kill the trying to kill the blockers. So if you're behind and they're going to bank first and they're going to invade first, your entire strategy is thrown into upheaval. You got to stay on the plate. You got to try to destroy all the blockers. Then you're all on the plate out in the open when when this when this invader comes over and then and then modrain's not happening, but then the, the 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 bank is locked and you're all you know, out in the open. So Somebody saying you know Sentry should deny Moat Drain. I mean it'd be cool if the Sentry was close by if he could deny Moat Drain. But again then you you'd, you'd ba- well I mean that would work because then you could run Bubble a Titan Bubble Sentry would be a perfect strategy. You could basically counteract all Moat Drain, and I think that's an intrinsic balance in the game mode because then that character is not killing ads and collecting moats, and their job is to sit on the thing. Now they might not have their super though. The, on that first invade so they wouldn't be able to do their bubble but they could do a, like a towering barricade once they know where the invader is again again I, I, I just think there's a significant significant problem with invasion and when you give invaders more power it's a huge problem so the rolls and the armor sets and all that stuff is likely going to need significantly addressed uh, g- going into whenever they decide to you know unify the modes or go down to uh, one one mode so I, I think that needs uh, that needs addressed um, that needs addressed because if not I think you're, you're going to continue to see those armor sets and that game mode loathed and hated Fet44. If they do end up ditching Gambit Prime, could you see Bungie repurposing the Prime armor sets to do something different, or could it be in those situations like Faction Armor, where it's just forgotten about? That's a big danger. I mean, I think if, if if they retool them and they get them right, they could stay, and then obviously change the way you get them, or I mean Reckoning is gonna get retooled to be a little bit better, so I mean, that might not need, they might not need retooled in how you acquire them. Um... So then if they retool it a year from now and you're like, oh, I didn't get any of those sets, they could be like, well, go get them. They're worth having. We change this about Collector and Sentry to make them more of a combatant against invading. You know, we we changed this about Reaper to make them, you know, a better answer to some of the XYZ pain that shows up with some of the changes that we made. You see what I'm saying? Like, you're going to want to get those full sets if they make those changes and you're going to be a committed Gambit player. The Inquiry says trying to get some friends into new light given the access the new light players are given to year one content does that mean they'll have access to armor 2.0 and year one guns without random rolls this is a fantastic question and I brought this up last night of the rageous Roundtable. and Paul Tassie decided to write an article about it because he hadn't he hadn't thought about it yet there's a lot of confusion on this if you come in and play armor uh, a new light every armor that's earned from shadow keep on is supposed to be dropping as armor 2.0 but if you're a new light player, I, are all guns static rolls for you? I don't know. That's weird. And then if you buy Shadowkeep or or Forsaken and you start going into those new activities, then things can drop random rolls. So there's, there's this giant potential confusing spectrum. I think they should take all year one guns and make them random rolls because it'll be really even more strange. We Like Paul gave the example last night on the Rageless Roundtable. He said, so if I'm running Leviathan... I can get armor 2.0 to drop from leviathan i can get armor 2.0 to drop from Ingrams in leviathan but any guns that drop in the leviathan are going to be static rolls um so I I, I I you see what i'm saying you see what i'm saying like it's just mega mega confusing it makes way more sense to be like hey we've just given you a reason to go run vanilla content with armor 2.0 and vanilla guns have been updated to the new system of random rolls in a mod slot. I, if they don't do that, I'm going to be very confused. I think the game is going to have a dissonance and an imbalance to it and a confusing nature to it. And I think it's going to be a really, really big bummer. Le, uh, Levictus, Levictus says, do you think if they leaned harder into the PVE, uh, versus PvE as the PvE versus PvE aspect of Gambit would be a lot less frustrating instead of invading being pure PvP it could be a PvE target on the opposing side uh, yeah, I'm, again I'm not going to get into micro suggestions I think if they change Invasion to not be PvP you run the risk of it losing its identity I think it's okay for Invasion to be PvP, it's okay for it to be disruptive by nature it's just, at every level Okay, the three levels I talked about in the video, right? Influence influence, power, and frequency. Imagine those are three knobs right now on invasion. You've got you've got the influence over the game, you've got the power of invasion, and you've got the frequency of invasion. Those knobs are all turned up way too high. And imagine if you're in sound, you understand that there's there's you have the, the, the one knob is your mains, and then everything else is sort of in subservience to the mains. I think the influence of invasion is like the mains that needs turned down first before you start messing with power and before you start messing with frequency you have to mess with the influence of invasion what sort of a sway over the game can it have that's tied to frequency okay that's tied to frequency but that needs addressed first if you start turning all the knobs at once you're probably gonna completely destroy invasion and I don't want that I argued for PvE-oriented invasion. You go over, there's a random ball, you gotta go grab that ball and dunk it on the bank, and it it steals motes from them. There's a timer. The sooner you do it, the more motes you steal. If they shoot you, it slows you down, but doesn't kill you. You can't kill them. That's that's, That's an invasion that is disruptive and can steal motes, but it's not so disruptive it's not PvP. Hindsight's 2020, 20. the more I've thought about that, I'm like, that is completely changing the, the, the core of, of, of Gambit. Gambit is supposed to be a you're being invaded. Like it's supposed to be a oh my gosh, there's somebody here that can kill us. And I don't know if we want to rip that that core element of the identity of Gambit out. It just needs toned down. It just needs toned down. It's like listening to a band's album and somebody turned one guitar in the mix up way too loud and it's really difficult for you to enjoy that music unless you really like hearing that guitar if you turn down the guitar all of a sudden you hear the drums you hear the bass guitar you hear the vocals better you hear the piano it's it's way way too it's up it's up it's up way too loud in the mix and it needs toned down spring springer hd what do you think the next meta will be in pve destiny year three um it's hard to know if they don't address spike grenades it's going to be it's going to be well of radiance with a bubble because it'll keep you healthy and well of radiance is supposed to be from what we gathered from the director's cut it's going to be one of the stronger buffs to your weapons well of radiance will still keep you very healthy well of radiance with a titan bubble and probably tether because tether will now buff heavy weapons um and you may see you may see people going with tractor and swarm spike grenades on grenade launchers if they if they don't mess with spike grenades if they mess with spike grenades i don't know what the weapon meta will be but i believe you're going to see bubble and bubble and well paired together combined with tether because tether is just so easy to put on a boss and since tether is going to start buffing heavy heavy damage um that'll be you'll have like one buff on the character from the well from the from the bubble, one protect you have the protective barrier from the well, one debuff from the tether, and then probably Wendigo's. If you can't if you can't debuff with tractor cannon, then people are probably gonna go with the Wendigo, especially if Spike Nades get nerfed. If Spike Nades get nerfed, then Wendigo will be the way to go, because between the well and between the bubble, you're gonna have plenty of orbs to get explosive light. Six people shooting buffed weapons of uh w- weapons of light go shots with explosive light that is uh that is very very strong um so i am sorry about the plastic bag thing i have no idea why my cat has suddenly decided to come over here and disrupt q a and meow and bite my feet i'm literally sitting like with my legs crossed so he leaves my feet alone because he will bite them in a playful way but it's it's not very pleasant cold heart off topic but how do you come up with the name Genji Jolly Rancher. I only get the, go- the the Genji part. It's called Genji Jolly Rancher because I'm going to be putting purple bricks on the ground everywhere. It'll literally look like there's Jolly Ranchers all over the floor. Uh, with my finishing move that drops a heavy brick for everybody. So it's called Genji Jolly Rancher. I, I, I kind of feel like making a shirt because it'd be really cool. <laughs> like, have a piece of candy and it's all wrapped up and it says Genji Jolly Rancher on it or something or Genji Flavored Jolly Rancher. But I'd probably get in trouble because I don't own Genji intellectual property or Jolly Rancher intellectual property um, maybe just a Jolly Rancher lookalike candy that has like a, 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 a throwing blades on it or something get get Cobb to design it for me Springer HD, what class will you think will be the best for year 3 since warlocks are meta I, I don't know if warlocks are going to go away because if you need to stand and dump and do a damage cycle if you need to do that well of radiance is still going to be massively helpful because of survivability and staying alive Bubble, Weapons of Light will will step back onto the battlefield though it's going to feel like King's Fall uh, Benzo, do you think we need two gambits in the game uh, when you can do most if not all bounties and quests in Prime well no I don't think we need two and Luke Smith indicated that we don't need to have two and they're going to go to one eventually Callum, do you feel that fast tracking both gambit modes into one just one round would boost player engagement thanks for all the great content I don't know if we just want to turn it into a one round and done, and here's why. I feel like that. I don't, oh man, this is really hard to think about because I could see it from both sides. I could see players saying two rounds is annoying. If you lose the first round, just throw the second. But I think my idea of going to two rounds, no sudden death, and it comes down to points, you're invested the whole time. If you lose round one, no worries. Go hard round two. Try to get more points than them. If it's a tie one to one, it just goes to the scoreboard to see who wins, no sudden death what people end up doing right now is if they lose the first round they're like we'll just throw it's faster right it's just faster just let them get a 2-0 and then, and then we're, back at the, we're back in the lobby if it's 2-0 or 1-1 and the, and the game length is exactly the same whether they sweep you with a 2-0 or it's tied 1-1 if the game length is exactly the same then people won't throw a second round they'll try to come back I think they'll be more invested the same thing happens if it's only one round of prime If they get one good invasion and you fall behind, a lot of people are like, oh, forget it. Just let them win. It's faster to let them win. Don't try to slow them down. Don't heal their primeval. Let's just get the frick out of here. I don't know. I think that there would be something... There would be something special... And there'd be a real sweet spot. People would stay more engaged and more invested in the fight if they know we lost round one. Let's rally in round two and try to score more points than them. And then it's going to go to the scoreboard to see who wins this game of Gambit. Get rid of sudden death. It's dumb. You don't need it. it. Two rounds is all you need. If every single game is a two round game, then then you don't have to. You don't have people like abandoning ship after losing one round. There's no real reason to win, though. So once you lose, why bother? I personally just like winning. I think that's another thing that comes from winning, though, is if you're trying to get the better, you know, infamy rank and stuff and completing bounties and I don't know. I I do think there needs to be a greater incentive to win, which would give people that driver to try in the second round. Um, Maverick 8. What do you propose Bungie should do about Gambit Prime and Reckoning being linked? If Gambit Prime is taken away, would that mean that Reckoning and the armor would go away as well? No, you would just bring that over to the regular Gambit and kind of create a hybrid mode so the the, the, the armor would still have a purpose as would Reckoning. So... But for solo players, if you get a team that just doesn't want to try and you get trounced the first round, then your team is probably not going to try change this for the second round. At least if you lose one, it's done, and you can hope to move on to a better team. I can totally see that reasoning, Sean. I really can. I can see where you're coming from. For a solo p- player, it might be nice to say, eh, you know what? I'm going to... Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bail or I'm gonna try. You know what I'm saying? Like I can definitely see saying if it's just one and done, and you get stuck with a bad team, it's just over, and then you're kind of back in the lobby. You don't have to suffer through a second. Uh, you don't have to suffer through a second round. So again, is that normative? Is are people just being like, oh, I hate gambit. I'm not gonna try or. I don't know. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. When I played normal gambit off stream, when I played normal gambit off stream, because I actually wanted the games to take longer so I could generate the orbs. I wanted two rounds of ads. Um, so I wasn't going into prime when I was playing normal gambit. I was amazed how many times we would get annihilated first round. And then I wouldn't even be sweating that hard. And the team would rally second round and win. And I would be like you fricks. Now we got to go sudden death. I was shocked actually how many times that happened now that's anecdotal and that's just my experience but I don't know I feel like when people see that oh we're down they won I feel like a lot of players are more likely to have their sort of pride gets pricked a little bit and they're like let's try and rally back here especially if you create think about it if you create an incentive to be like win the next round and you might win it's point based now there is no sudden death. I think people be like, let's go for it. Why the frick not? It doesn't matter. It's it's the game's gonna end in, in, in after one more round anyway. We might as well try to win. Instead of right now, it's like, well, if we try to win and we do, we gotta go to sudden death, and I don't want to go to sudden death. I want to get back to the lobby. This team sucks, you know you mentioned earlier though the fact that we have to suffer through it or deal with it get over it that is the real problem the game mode itself needs reworked well obviously this is a multifaceted solution rhino i'm not saying just change it to two rounds i'm saying address all the other things we've talked about and while you're at it just make it two rounds and have it be freaking point based so i'm in and i'm out there's more there's more rally like there's more comeback moments there's more underdog moments so winning first would need to have some sort of an advantage but not as such an advantage that you can't come back i don't think this is a this is why i don't like getting bogged down in micro suggestions because i do think they need to make fundamental changes to the game mode first But I also think a part of a full, if you're going to do a full court press to fix Gambit, I do think a two-round system with no sudden death, having it be point-based, would create a more normative experience of people trying in the second round, even if they lost the first. Right now, you've really motivated and incentivized people to be like, it is faster to just lose we have a junked player on our team who's not paying attention this team is clearly good at what they're doing listen if they just baked and melted in one first round and you know you're gonna lose and you know you can win second round and maybe get more points you're gonna save your supers you're gonna strategize to steamroll second round to try to rally back i think that's one of the reasons it happens they win first round they split on that spend all their blood and treasure on the hot bake and then you're setting up next round and you got tethers ready to rock you got you got got supers ready to go and you steamroll to 25 with your supers and all of a sudden they're on their heels you know what i mean that's a better way i think i think that's a better way of setting up how the back and forth in the game works and if you're gonna tell me okay next if you're gonna like tell me in chat to skip to the next question uh, you're gonna get bop for that don't do that you're not in charge of the show i am so i would i would definitely say motivating people to try second round is far better than what we presently have now if you're going to compare my idea to somebody that says one round is superior if you're going to compare those two rounds like i just outlined versus one round here's my problem with that here's my problem with that i think you're you're still creating an environment where the minute the snowball gets rolling people throw the towel in and you're like well at least i'm out of that game i'm not playing with those players Again, I, I feel like when I play normal gambit, people are their pride gets kind of pricked and they rally second game second round. You can't really do that if there's only one round. There's no moment to be like, all right, come on guys, let's go. Use those supers. You know? You also have to consider organized teams organized teams man you fall behind on that first round it's nice knowing oh let's let's rally and go to the second round and try to win instead of oh, they got a good first invade so and so fell off the cliff by accident and there's no way for us to win games over the game is over that's my biggest problem with one round there's no they can intrinsically weave in a a comeback opportunity without catch-up mechanics and they can do it with two rounds and have it be point-based Springer HD. What do you think of the next pinnacle weapons will be? Um, I think the next pinnacle weapons will be. Um, it won't. It won't be grenade launcher, auto rifle, any of those. I think they're going to rotate back through and give us a pulse. I think they're going to potentially do a sword, uh, pulse sword, and I, it can't be a scout. It can't be an auto rifle. It's going to have to be something that's older as a pinnacle. Maybe they'll re, Maybe they'll. Maybe they'll brush back through and do uh, a hand cannon, since it's been a while since Luna's and Not Forgotten um, oh, shoddy yeah, 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 shoddy, pinnacle shoddy we've not had a pinnacle shoddy since since the, uh, the Eikolosh shotgun the Eikolosh shotgun's a pinnacle shotgun, don't at me, it's a static roll god tier weapon, and it's got a unique perk on it, except for threat level yeah, we've not had a, a pinnacle shoddy, yeah, rocket, rocket Oh, you know what? That's probably what it is. Because we, we, I bet you they're going to buff rockets again. Uh, I bet you they're going to buff rockets again. So I bet you they're going to do a pinnacle shotgun, a pinnacle rocket, and then a pinnacle pulse. They're going to rotate back through and give us a better pulse. Um, and everyone's going to hate it because it's going to be a dad rifle killer. It's going to be a killer. Don't they always do one in each category? Kinetic energy heavy. Isn't that how they've always done it? I think that's always how they've done it, hasn't it? Because it was breakneck... It was breakneck and then it was the loaded question and then it was the or am I wrong? I think I might be wrong. Maybe they haven't done that. Oh, there could be a there could be a, a pinnacle trace rifle too. There could be a pinnacle trace rifle. Yeah, 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 yeah. They could do a pinnacle trace and a shotgun and a and a rocket. That's probably what we're gonna get. Oh, was it delirium? So what was all three, wasn't it? Did delirium drop with the breakneck? What dropped when the breakneck dropped with loaded question was it the I can't remember what the third pinnacle was at that time. This season didn't follow it Revoker and Husher in the same slot. I thought Hush was energy and Revoker was 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 kinetic. It was mountaintop. Okay, so yeah, it's not it's not it's not kinetic, it's not kinetic energy. It's not kinetic energy heavy. So they could double dip. They could double dip. I-, I was wrong. So it could be, it could be a pinnacle trace, a pinnacle shotgun, and then a pinnacle rocket launcher. I bet you that's your three pinnacles right there, because we haven't got a pinnacle of any of those, except for you could argue the ichalos. Arham Arham Warlock says, "Do you think?" Uh, bringing weapons of light back is a good decision by Bungie, considering Luke Smith recognized Well of Radiance and certain weapons as something that really hurts in counter design. Well, he acknowledged that, but he also acknowledged they're making changes to buffs, debuffs, and weapon buffs. One buff, one debuff, one weapon buff at a time, and they're probably going to change encounters. They're probably going to change encounters. They're going to say you don't just stand and bake anymore. If they do... If they do a mixture of Oryx and the Axis fight where there's movements and mechanics instead of just an absolute bake. Uh, if I, I I'm sorry, Microsoft just replied to my tweet. That's pretty cool. Um if if you're doing if you're doing that combination oryx mechanics the mechanics of the orcs fight that's kind of the means of damage to the boss and you kind of bring in the intensity and the movement of 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 wrath um weird flex shut up uh (laughs) um i think that would keep people from doing that the other thing to consider is i think they're intentionally i'm really reading the tea leaves here so hang with me I think Bungie is intentionally creating a means of ammo economy control because I think boss fights are going to go away from one phase. And I know Redeem probably hears that and just gets a stomach ache, but I think they're going to move away from one phase boss melts. Like, I think they're going to make it to where it's not even a possibility because they are creating control over the rhythm of ammo that we've not had before. With the finisher moves creating heavy ammo, he- with ammo finders uh, working better and telling you when they're working, I really do think one-phase bakes aren't going to be a thing in the new pinnacle content. I think new pinnacle content is going to be more about rhythm, endurance, maintaining your your ammo economy, and using buffs and debuffs in a more in, in a more sort of intelligent and and and, and, and purposeful way. Um, so. I, that that would be that would be where I think we're heading. And again, I'm kind of reading the tea leaves here. I'm looking at okay, look at all the things Bungie's setting up. Look at all the things Luke Smith has said, and that's one of my predictions about where things are headed, with respect to like pinnacle, hardcore, challenging content. Hostile gamer, do you think they'll add tips for new guardians joining in the Gambit fun? Um, I have no idea if they listen to the Drifter, maybe. At the beginning, they could say, you know, pay attention to the drifter's audio lines. He'll tell you what to do and where to go. Maybe something like that. Like, how you living, hotshot? Welcome to Gambit. You better listen to me when you're in there. I'll tell you what to do and when to do it. I mean, they could do something like that. They could do a little pop-up. Again, you could use his little intro video to really stress that, like, he tells you what to do and when to do it. He does. He talks about killing the envoys. He talks about going to steps or the drill. He t- he tells you what to do. If you're listening, he does. You know, it's time to summon a primeval. You know, he lets you know that you're not, you know, hey, you got 10 moats, might be time to bank. 15's risky. You know, I don't know. Like, it, it, something like that. To keep... I think they need to really stop incentivizing people grabbing 15 motes, too. Like, if you're if you're a brand new player, I really think they're setting up people for failure. Here's a bounty. Oh, what's this bounty? Oh, I'm supposed to get 15 motes. Oh, 15 motes is for a big blocker. Okay, I'll do that. And then they frickin' tank your team the whole time because they're inexperienced, and they keep getting to, like, 9 or 11 motes and dying from an invader because they're out of sync with the rhythm of the game. So, um... I love when people have 14 to 15 moats when I invade, easy metals. yeah, I just, oh, and that's the thing as an invader, that's the thing as an invader, there's two reasons to go after somebody with a lot of moats, there's two reasons, number one, it's a lot of moats, number two, it, it's, no offense if you try and do this and you lose moats a lot, maybe you need to hear this, if they have a lot of moats during invasion, they're probably, they're probably bad. They're probably a bad player (laughs) because it's kind of adorable. You're like, okay, the rhythm of the game is set and clear. And if you're still holding on to 13 motes at the point of invasion, then you're just not paying attention. Top of the screen makes it very clear. They're about to hit 25, you better go bank. And when they don't do it and they insist on like 12, just two more, oh, just two more, please, boom, and then they die. I mean, I just, the, if you're rolling the dice on the, on, the, on the player being skilled, experienced, and aware and you invade, and they're sitting on 13 motes, you're going to roll the dice on being like that person's probably pretty bad I'm going to go kill them (laughs) you know, and I'm not trying to bash anybody, I don't want anybody to feel bad about their performance in Gambit, I mean but maybe that's a little clue that you should start banking more often, because you're probably hurting your team's progression, so (laughs) so, I I would think there's there's some things they could maybe do um, to encourage people to just knock that off, like, dude, stop stacking motes, please, you know so high kj the knight do you think they will remove reckoning altogether in the update no they're actually talking about retooling it so they're not they have no reason to remove it there's an entire weapons pool uh there that they're gonna try to get you to kind of maybe go chase i really really want to get the the doomsday i want that rocket that, that grenade launcher with with uh, full court and spike nades Clark Galvin, do you prefer the single round style of Gambit found in Prime or would you prefer a multi round version? I already addressed this. I think a, I think a two round version with points would be superior to what either mode offers now. But again, I think there're significant things that need uh to uh, to happen. So, let's go to the next question. Let me in, Dave. Let him in, Dave. Bag it up there. Uh do you think Gambit should be the normal mode and Gambit Prime should be an event like Iron banana oh this isn't bad this is not a bad idea um huh, huh uh, 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 okay okay there's a lot here this is good i'm thinking here this isn't bad because you could basically then take new armor sets new perks give them to Gambit, give them to the drifter instead of reckoning you grind for the week of gambit prime you can get the full sets and change their perks to make them less douchey yeah this isn't bad this isn't bad this is a good idea i think on uh, at at first blush okay at at first passover here i think if they go down to one mode and they fix a lot of the problems that we're talking about this is a fantastic capstone to gambit this is a really smart move because if you get gambit to be you know, uh, in a much better place, you know, crucibles all over the place, but it still captures a good, a good amount of people every day, get gambit into a healthier place, retire prime. And then you bring prime back as a monthly thing where you can grind for those sets and those sets have new perks and stuff. And then now drifter is still present and, 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 and something's going on. That's a really, um, that does not shrink the game, right? Well, and and this is not a problem of shrinking the game because the maps are already there. We're not adding new encounters. You're just kind of changing the rules a little bit for a week. You know, it's a week-long thing. There's potential there. There's potential there. You need to iron out some of the details. What do you do? What do you do after the the event's over? Do the armor sets matter once the event's over? Are they just pretty and then pointless until the next event comes around? A couple of questions I'd have to iron out some of the incentivization, uh, but but i do like this as a capstone to gambit because then monthly you could have iron banner so if there's 4 weeks if there's 4 weeks in a month iron banner is really easy content injection a gambit prime week long event could be really easy content injection i think you could do something along the lines of faction rally or um you know uh the the arms week thing that got leaked and didn't turn into anything and then so and then a fourth week could be something like they could just be trying to very regularly maybe bring things back like Verdant Forest Infinite Forest something like that so every week of the month something's happening week 4 could always be called Challenge Week and we could be doing something like they're doing with Escalation Protocol don't you see the game feels alive there's always kind of a reason for you to boot up and and, and log in even though you might not be a Crucible fan or a Gambit fan during that week maybe there's a lot more intentionality maybe there's a cool weapon maybe there's like imagine if, if Iron Banner showed up and there was a bounty system like Ada's and you could really really grow Grind for that swarm or you could really really grind for such and such a weapon that you think is dope from that iron banner pool this is exactly the way you you give that feeling of the game is alive but they're not constantly adding a whole new activity again as he said a single evolving world a living world that's how you make it feel like it's alive that's a really good idea I really like what let me and Dave just outlined there um in that yeah that's that's a that's a winner winner chicken dinner right there that's that's a solid one that we, we every once in a while man somebody hits a home run of an idea and i think that's a really great really, really really great capstone uh for then for them to use um to uh to really land that gambit plane if they get it if they get into a better place uh Fearless Buddy, sorry if this was asked, Gambit uh, sucks right now because I'm always getting AFKs and people using bots to keep them from getting kicked. What are your thoughts on how Bungie can fix fix this to make Gambit actually playable? You should have to bank, um, you should have to kill at least five ads or you don't get, you don't get credit. I don't, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Um something if you do something really low key and reasonable you would you would absolutely upset all these all these afkers kill uh you know kill kill four ads kill five ads something like that what about if you only invade if you only invade report afk macro people enough reports they're banned sorry not sorry I don't know dude I go to loadout for gamut is rubber bands I just think I, I you don't need to ban them I just think you want to de- here's the thing you just want to de-incentivize people from doing it if they do it and then they get nothing for it they'll they'll stop doing it if you don't kill at least like five ads you get no infamy you get no loot you get nothing right If you have three games in a row where you don't kill at least five ads, they bounce you from being able to matchmake for 24 hours. I I don't understand. I, I just... It's like... Uh, the, if that super super low level threshold would stop people from doing it they'd come back and be like oh I got banned from matchmaking yeah you rubber banded your controller and you ran in a circle and shot the ground for an, for for you know 30, 30, 35 minutes and you played 3 games and you didn't kill 5 ads 3 games in a row you, you you can't play anymore bro if you can't boot up gambit and kill 5 ads by the end of the freaking game wh- what are you doing That's I mean my daughter could do that i just I don't think that I don't think that's a, a, a an absurd request. You could make it you know two ads, three ads, something. Maybe in-game vote. I don't know. Let me and Dave converted their Prime sub to a Tier 1 sub. Thank you for doing that. By the way, guys, when you sub to the channel, you get ad-free viewing here. I know ads became pretty disruptive on the platform. I try to help out. It, it's, it actually is not a way for me to make more money. I make less money doing this, but I, I got so sick and tired of it being a problem. If you sub to the channel, you will never see an ad when you're here. But a free way to support me, I'm not trying to get you to sub. I'm just letting you know you can just hit the follow button. That's a free way to support what I do. So thank you for being here if you're enjoying the back and forth, if you're enjoying the interactive podcast feel. The vibe in the channel has really changed the last six months. So maybe you've been gone and come back. Happy you're here. Frankie, sorry I missed your recent Q&A sessions. I was out uh, birthday shopping today. Why did that even get through? Um, Kali, does Gambit need invasions to be good? I think removing invasions but keeping the race of killing the primeval would still be sending blockers could be fun. Listen, I I entertain the idea of turning Gambit into like a glorified Tetris mode where you're sending blockers and certain blockers or certain be, you know banking of motes gives you buffs and the enemy team debuffs. It would be like a glorified Tetris mode. You're like sending stuff over, you know, and whatever, whatever the frick's going on. He forgot to add thoughts. Yeah. Sorry I missed your Q&A session I was birthday shopping. Thoughts? <laughs> um the, you, Listen, I, I've, I've changed my position on this. I had people push back and I've changed my position. I, I tend to agree with the people who have disagreed with me and pushed back and said, Lono, invasion's just part of the identity of But If you remove invasion, it just isn't going to be the same game mode. And I tend to agree with them. I think you need to get invasion right. I think you need to get Invasion right. I don't think you need to completely gut it from Gambit. I, I just, I, I, I change my position sometimes, and people make really good cases, and people that think I'm like arrogant and I never admit when I'm wrong. I mean, here, here, here's here's a time where you can you can add to the this log to the fire of like proof that Lono can is wrong or change his position. I, I'm, I'm thinking differently about Gambit. I really do think that a PVE-only mode or removing Invasion, I, I do. I, I think that. There's a significant risk there in gutting the game of its identity, um, so I think it'd be better to get invasion right and to treat the game mode with some respect instead of completely. It, it would be. I'll give you. I'll give you kind of an, ana- an analogy. Okay. If you go into a room and you really want the room to be designed in such a way where the TV is on the right side of the room and the couch is on the left, and you're really struggling to get like the feng shui of the room right, like you're really struggling, but that's really what you ultimately want to do, is you want the TV on the right side and the couch on the left, okay? Somebody might go in and be like, it's too hard to do it, just completely do it a different way dude, just put the TV on this wall and the couch over here, right? You may come to that conclusion, but ultimately when you do that, you completely decimate that really, really strong motivation of, no, I wanted this, I wanted it to be like this. Gambit at its core, I think Bungie wants Invasion to be there, and we don't want to just gut it and say, no, get rid of it, PvE only, no invasions. I just think you completely, I think you completely, you know, hurt the identity of the game mode when you do that, and I think that's that's a disservice to the game mode on paper we all thought the game mode sounded awesome we all liked the game mode okay don't ignore that reality don't ignore that fact on paper when it was announced when people played it we liked it feng shui feng shui yeah feng shui feng shui however you pronounce it we like this game mode on paper and in its early its early iterations Why not recapture that and get it right instead of being like, well, a meta settled and people are really smart and have strong weapons. Screw it. Get rid of Invasion. You know, 30 Rock. Shut it down. Just shut it down. I I just, I don't, I don't think that's the right pivot. Even though I argued pretty strongly for it in past videos, I've kind of changed my position waits for none. Could pulling the armor sets out of Reckoning and into Gambit pool help to improve Gambit experience? Playing more Gambit uh, makes you better at Gambit. In general, I think that loot incentive and loot intentionality needs to be everywhere in the game. If I'm playing Crucible, the Vanguard Strikes, or I'm playing Gambit, I think you need bounties in there that function like Aegis bounties. I I will not stop asking for that until I have it. I think that's a far better way to treat playlist activities it's a playlist activity that's how we could have treated if 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 you didn't have to go back to the if you didn't have to go back to the tower we could have treated the forge exactly like what it is it's a playlist activity you just keep doing it it just keeps throwing you back in playlist activities gambit crucible the strike playlist reckoning forges Menagerie could even afford to maybe restart itself. It might be a too big of an encounter. But don't you see? That's how it should be. You just stay in there and it just keeps spitting the weapon out. You would play. You would probably be far more likely to play a game mode that you have very little interest in if you know there's intentionality and a very, very healthy rhythm of of loot delivery. You would. Nobody was like, oh my gosh, the forges are so much frickin' fun. I absolutely love the forges. Nobody was saying that. Nobody made a video that was like, guys, the forge activities are some of the best content in Destiny. Nobody said that. Why? It was meat and potatoes. It was repetitious. But why were we in there? For the guns. For the guns. So, you'd go into Gambit, even though you maybe don't like it that much. You'd go into Crucible, even though you maybe don't like it that much. Because you'd know after one or two games, I'm getting the gun. And I'm just going to stay in here all day until I get the gun that I want. Pekadu. If it comes to community voting, Prime will still get my vote. Blockers have the same health in both modes. The random Vex snipe across the map doesn't happen in Prime. And the Prime group of randoms has higher chance to survive a stack than an irregular. You'd need to really argue for why you think that. I don't necessarily understand your your, your reasoning here. It's a whole lot... I, I feel like you get steamrolled in Prime a whole lot faster than you're going to get steamrolled in Normal Gambit because, like I said, I've randomly... I've gone in, and this is anecdotal, but I've solo-queued into Normal Gambit and I feel like there's far more round one, round two sudden death round one round two sudden death when I play prime with randoms I don't feel like I have a chance to survive a stack and come back I feel like I get steamrolled off the first invade and then they melt the boss before we even have ours out um I don't know maybe I'm just really unlucky and you and I just have polar opposite experiences uh levitate green with the brand new prime sub enjoy your dope badge and emojis you are dope and deserve dope stuff enjoy ad free viewing on the channel thank you thank you thank you thank you Appreciate that. Um, Psychotic Goldfish. If Gambit is reduced to two rounds, do you think the catch-up mechanic should be removed? Yes. Yep. Catch-up, and this is why I said what I said. I didn't make as strong of a case as I probably should have here. If you do two rounds score-based, then there's zero reason for catch-up mechanics. I skipped a question. Sorry, I'll go back. Um you 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 completely negate the reason for there to be catch-up mechanics. Your chance to come back is the next round and it's a self-contained contest. I think catch-up mechanics are ju- they're just oh they're dumb. They're really really dumb. And once I summon my primeval, you shouldn't be able to send blockers. Like I just I there's so many things that makes playing from behind so pesky and annoying i if you're behind come back and 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 get good and 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 overcome don't the game helping you come back i just think is absurd having a chance to come back is different than the game helping you come back do you see the difference round two we can round two fight you can come back you, you have a chance. There's a difference between having a chance to come back, like on a Trials card or a Round 2 Gambit. It's a chance. The game's saying, oh, we're sorry that you're bad or had a bad start. Let us pull you up and give you a chance. Let's help you come back. Undercutting the dominance of the other team or the, or the, the good play that the other team made. Listen, if you start minimizing the influence and the power and the sway of invasion then a really good invasion or a really good team that pulls ahead of you they, they really, really deserve it. Right now, catch-up mechanics are kind of warranted because invasion's stupid. So, like, you get invaded, you get set way, way back, and you're like, well, it's hopeless. Well, we have catch-up mechanics. You're just putting fingers in leaks at that point. You're, like, reacting. Oh, invasion's too strong. Uh, shoot, uh, you over there. Catch-up mechanics, give them some catch-up mechanics. Help out. No, 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 go to the source of the problem. The source of the problem is invasion. Y- 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 this is reactionary. To stop being reactionary be proactive fix the core problem and you don't need catch up mechanics if a team wins round 1 they probably freaking earned it and then if you win round 2 it comes down to who played better the scoring system b- b- you know moats banked versus moats lost that kind of a thing cuz then if you won round 1 and they might win round 2, you could sway the tide by really being like no, we really need to focus on invading and taking moats from them. That's going to hurt their overall points. We can't stop them, they pulled ahead, but at the very least we can invade, make them lose moats, that hurts their total point, like point value. You see like I don't I don't know, I just I I feel like catch-up mechanics are literally a reaction to the absurdity of the power and the influence of the invader and you don't need catch up mechanics if you rein in the invader uh i'm not kc what do you think about adding perks to the gambit sets that use motes currently held for perks maybe a set having access to a shield but only if you have x amount of motes this is a micro suggestion so i I, i'm I'm gonna skip it anyway this is too hard to flesh out into how it would influence the game it's a small it's a micro suggestion it's not a big uh, a big like game-changing suggestion. You're trying to add little minutiae of perks and game changers depending on how many moats you're holding. I that that, that gets too complex. They need bigger foundational changes first before they can get into stuff like that. Prometheus, do you think Bungie should buff Code of the Commander since they're adding Weapons of Light and removing stackable buffs? I feel like Weapons of Light makes Code pointless. Love damage buff that you uh, and you lose the DPS of a 5-team member. They said they changed all Void subclasses. I'm fairly certain that was the phrase they used so I'll we'll have to wait and see what they're doing. Ashen Hollow. Should Gambit have a mercy rule? I hate it when they are trouncing I hate when we're trouncing their team and just get bogged down from their blockers and constant invades because of the catch-ups. I mean, I, yeah, I've been in some games where I'm like, can this just be over? They're gonna lose. They're at like 60 motes banked and are, we're on stack 3 primeval, like primeval slayer. Can this just be freaking over? You know, I, I don't know if I want a mercy rule though. I feel like that would encourage just throwing. You know, it would just encourage throwing. I just think you just got to deal with it. now again, invasion frequency would probably tone some of this down. If they tone down invasion frequency, you might not be saying this is sending the constant sending of blockers. Once the once the, the prime evil's out, I, I've always thought that feels illogical. I've always felt like that was a lot illog- here. Listen, here you go. I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth. Lono, I thought you didn't like catch-up mechanics. I- I'll-, I'll trade you, okay? I'll trade you. Once my primeval is out, you can no longer send blockers because, you know, blocking as a term means you're blocking the bank. So it doesn't make any sense. So once my primeval is out, you can't send blockers anymore, all right? But every time we get a stack of primeval slayer, you get like a multiplier on banked modes. So when we get to stack two, you have an opportunity to just... Anything you banking is double, and you're probably going to be able to summon your primeval. Assuring that you're within striking distance, but you're not sending frickin' blockers anymore. What you're doing is is you're not saying, oh, this team blasted ahead. We're just going to help you catch up. We're saying, well, they're so far ahead, it's virtually hopeless at this point. So if you bank moats and they have a stack two or a stack three... Once they get to stack two or stack three, you're basically summoning your primeval automatically. And then at least, uh, it, at least there's a chance that you could maybe have a back and forth now. Even still, that's the difference, right? There's a chance to come back. You're probably not going to come back. But because you, you're not sending blockers to us. So we're having an easier time. You know, you're not cluttering up our, our, our plate or whatever, you know. I don't, I don't know. That might be a bad idea anyway. I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, you're still pulling somebody up. You're still giving them a spiny shell. You're like, oh, you're in the back? No problem. Come all the way to the front. Um, I don't know if I like that. I don't know. In any case, I, sending blockers once our primeval out is just is just freaking pesky as all get out. Um, you know you could do something else. You could do something else. Like, you no longer send blockers, but every time you bank and you send what would have been a blocker, maybe you get some heavy ammo. Um, and if invasion's less frequent, that heavy ammo is obviously designed to help you melt your boss when he shows up. I don't know. Again, anytime I talk about a, a catch-up mechanic, I, my, my, my blood boils. I'm like, ugh, why would you do that? Why would you help them? They're behind. Um, I think round two is designed to help them come back if they lost round one. Seven Electron, do you think Reckoning should be more like normal Menagerie, a no-fail event? Yes. Yes. Yep. It's not failable. Oh, 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 this is good. This is good, Seven Electron. I just got a great idea. Perfect, perfect idea, okay? And it fixes the loot problem in Reckoning. Instead of every little station like every little station when you fill it and they're in reckoning is a chest it puts a chest at the end what are there three or four of them okay there's three or four of them that puts a chest at the end of reckoning that has a pretty high high chance of dropping a, a reckoning gun okay so now if you get knocked off or you get blasted off and you miss like the capture point number one no worries everybody respawns as soon as you initiate section two like the little defense point section two, the timer restarts. So a, a really, really good team is going to get a lot more chests at the end. A really, really bad team is going to get less chests. But people aren't going to want to back out. They're going to be like, let's just keep going, Frick. It takes longer to back out and re-queue. Let's just keep going. Because you don't, in a match made activity, if people are like, oh, we're going to get less loot, we're going to back out. Reckoning's a little bit more linear and a little bit more forward momentum. People are like, oh, let's just keep freaking going. We can still get two or three extra chests at the end. That could be a really, really good way to say, oh, hey, you know, Reckoning's kind of a bummer. It's not failable anymore, but if you run it perfect, you get more chests at the end. That's that menagerie incentive to play well, but there's like a levy to protect and catch. There's like that net to catch really, really bad teams. JKerskine, Thank you so much for the Prime sub. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. You are dope and deserve dope stuff. Enjoy ad-free viewing on my channel when you're here. Thanks for the sub. Thanks for using your Twitch Prime here. EPKA. So many of the suggestions seem to be aimed at minimizing the pain at Gambit or reducing match time. Do you think Gambit as a game mode as a whole can be salvaged? Uh, Reed. Made fun made fun enough that people don't want to get out of it as soon as they've gotten their boxes checked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think it's worthy of redemption and can be redeemed. I think it's worthy of redemption and can be redeemed. Basically, the EAZ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The chest mechanic from the EAZ. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. Similar to that. Yep. Just throw that in Reckoning and make it non-failable. Problem solved, you know. And obviously, if everybody wipes on like the the checkpoint number one, don't start the timer for checkpoint number two until they get there. They're going to have to fight their way back to it. There's going to be ads in the way, but as soon as they step on, the timer starts for checkpoint number two. Scam Jones. Uh, any idea to why they are being so quiet on weapon tuning? I have an uneasy feeling about farming for rolls right now. You and me both. My theory that I'm still kind of clutching like somebody hoping they still get asked to prom, you know, and it's a week before. I'm so clutching to this. I still think they're holding on to their weapons announcement to make it closer to Borderlands. I think they're focusing heavily on armor right now. It's not as exciting, it's cool, it's nice, but then they're going to drop the the we- every weapons random roll. They're going to drop that bombshell in, you know, in, in 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 closer proximity to Borderland 3's launch date. Um I I would say that, I, I would honestly say that's that's where you want to that's where you want to go because I, I think that you know ultimately if if you don't do anything with weapons shadow keeps going to land with it's going to land like kind of like a, a flat like a flat note out of a trumpet it's like bra it's like armor and some gun like i don't know unless the guns you can craft with with Unless the guns you can craft with Aeris are really, really dope, and all the guns that we're looking at that look like they're the the, the, the Osiris Forge weapons coming back like covered in grass and moss, unless those weapons are really, really cool and it's a really, really good content loop, I'm super concerned. I'm super concerned about why would you not do that to the game? They could even say, this is how many weapons are now farmable. That would be a huge banner. Let's say the number is 1,007 or something, 1,017, 1,017, that's probably too high, let's say 502, 502 weapons brought forward to random rolls or something like so many weapons, you know, something like that. 777 guns Evil the Waffler Bungie is changing supers and buffs and debuffs in Shadowkeep Do you think maybe these will be enough for Gambit As well as if they handle invaders With your suggestions too Well, these are separate, right Gambit's gonna need its own Ground level tuning What you're gonna be able to do with heavy ammo With finishers With with heavy ammo, with ammo finders and stuff I, I wonder if Gambit's gonna get Even crazier In, in Shadowkeep because we're going to have more influence over the flow of ammo giving your entire team heavy but only using half your super i it depends on how effective the genji jolly rancher build is if that if that build is really effective and every like every two to three sections of ads i can get to half my super with that build then we're going to have heavy the whole dadgum time I mean that's going to be ridiculous that's going to be unbelievable. Now maybe that'll bring a natural balance. Maybe that'll really push back on invasion. Yeah, come over and invade. We're just going to truth your face off. We all have heavy sucker. Like, I don't know. You know, I it, it could it could it could bring balance. It could frustrate people because they might not understand. How are they getting heavy so often? If they don't understand the beauty that is Genji Jolly Rancher, maybe they won't. I mean, they'll be like, what the frick is going on? Like, how do they have heavy the whole time? Because I think it's a little bit more complex to expect people to kind of understand that. That's and, and that's good and bad, right? <laughs> that's good and bad. Because I, you know... If you... If, if you're const- if you're constantly going in and not understanding why you're getting steamrolled by heavy, it's not like being like troubleshooting in a raid, like what could we do we need more heavy ammo, oh I heard you can do this I don't know heavy or not, I'll see you through that wall true, true, but truth is really helpful uh, Macy has magic, what if they change invasion so that you have 30 seconds or however long it is to get 2 kills, after those 2 kills you get sent back to the other side this is a micro suggestion I'm skipping it. Incadius. Could adding an objective for invaders other than just getting guardian kills maybe lessen the intensity of invading? We've already addressed having them come over and not have it just be purely PvP. We've already answered that one. Blader Magician. Would adding a 10 second or so timer after the other team banks for their invasion before the portal opens help with invasion? Um... Maybe. Maybe. Um. The, mm, I don't know. I, I think the problem. I think the problem there is that you're you're gonna you're gonna potentially completely gut invasion. Any intelligent teams be like you got ten seconds. Run to the bank, run to the bank and and bank. And then what do people do? This would oh man, this would be exactly. This is a bit of a micro suggestion, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna deal with it. This would be exactly like not killing the third envoy and just waiting for the invader. It'd be very similar. Oh, we got ten seconds. Run to the bank. Everybody runs to the bank, and banks all their moats, and then they wait. Who cares if you die? You can clear any and inv- you can clear any blockers that come over. You're all just standing on the bank waiting. He comes over and you blast him right? And if he kills you, it's like it slows you down. You know? I don't know. That just has the potential to completely completely decimate um, completely decimate invasion. So Nick 1893, would it be too far off the wall for destiny if the invader becomes a taken enemy like a knight or an ogre instead of invading as a guardian? I mean, I love where your head's at. This is really close to doing like the relic because then if things needed nerfed or buffed, you wouldn't be nerfing or buffing weapons or supers. You would be nerfing or buffing a relic or in this case, an ogre. <laughs> um, I love this idea. I really, really do. I don't know how this would jive with the lore, but this reminds me of, I loved in Gears, I don't know what Gears it was. I loved Beast Mode. I absolutely loved it. I played that mode. I would boom. I was a boomer day in, day out. I loved being a boomer. It was so fun. It was so fresh. It it, it didn't feel like gears anymore. It felt like something new. It felt like something I had never done before, you know. Um invading as a mini boss would be really really fun. Um but I don't know how effective that would be bosses generally don't they don't kill people and people would just kind of bake you so you would just basically be like you are a boomer yeah I was born in 81 I'm a baby boomer not um I uh, I don't know I mean you'd have to make you'd have to make this boss there'd have to be something two words stop mechanic yeah but I mean people would just sit back and bake it's really really hard Imagine being an ogre and trying to kill people that are nowhere near you like it would be fun But I don't know how effective it would be because while you're doing that you're not helping your team Right, you're not helping your team and if if they don't put a time limit on it Then people could be like just ignore him. He's just gonna be stuck over here for a minute and a half (laughs) Just ignore that stupid ogre We'll get all our moats, then we'll go bake him, and then that whole time he can't—he <laughs> can't do anything to help his team. He's just some big, dumb, clumsy ogre, like walking around the map trying to catch up with a bunch of guardians. Uh, I, again, I love the idea. I love the idea, but it would be—I don't think it would—I don't think it would. It sounds cool on the uh, on the on the get-go, but man, oh man, I—I I, I think it would just not work out in practice. It would become comical. It would become comical. Ashen Hollow. Invasion doesn't have a risk, really. Should the effects of invasion only take place if you get out alive? Primeval heal. Maybe make a take HVT spawn. If you kill an invader after he kills his teammate with... Him. Sorry. Sorry, I know this is a micro. This isn't a micro. This is a, this is a broad suggestion. This isn't bad. You're not saying, what if I invade and I can get a mode and go back to my side? You're saying... I only... The effect of what I do only affects gameplay if I get out alive. Ah, There's still a lot of problems here because you can still go over and just basically hide and just basically stare at the bank and then people, oh, well then people could try to hunt you down. It's still a giant distraction. Even if you got all your moats back after he killed you, you're still not alive. You gotta come back, get the moats back and get back to the bank. Um, and how does that work how does that work does that if he gets out alive oh you could basically call it like an invader's claim an invader killed you He's got a claim on your moats better kill him and then if people kill him his claim on your moats is invalidated but his claim on your moats like he gets out with your moats if he gets a kill that might add that might add a level of like like somebody like genius is saying like he's a thief he, like, he's got a claim on your moats. If he gets out, um, then he becomes the hunted. My only concern about this is you're actually causing it to be still even more of a disruption. But at the very least, if you get rid of him, res your teammates, go to the bank. Everybody still has their moats. It's a speed bump, not a roadblock. Funk the Buddha with 27 months. Welcome back, dude. Thank you for that. That's a lot. That's a lot of moats, man. That's a lot of moats. That's a lot of months. Thank you. Yeah, I, I... This isn't bad. This isn't bad because this is far-reaching, okay? This is far-reaching, and it would really, really make it to where if I come in and I launch my truth and I get a kill, everybody knows where I am. Now I've got to hide for the duration of the invasion, and then I only get that one kill and they only lose those one motes. Again, my lingering concern would be whether or not they kill you or i think i think people would just get one kill and then hide and it'd be really really hard to go kill him you got to cross the map usually to go where they are by the time you get to him and kill him you save your buddy's moats would that window of time frame still be essentially a complete upheaval of what your team was doing which means now they're invading again I think your idea would pair really, really well with spreading out the frequency of the the invasion. If you could almost guarantee that there's never like a double invasion, that needs to be really, really rare. If he invades, gets a kill, and we all chase him down to kill him, we need some sort of confidence that that's a smart play, that's the right play, because he's not going to go back to his other side and immediately invade again. We need a window of time. There needs to be a window of time for recovery we got rid of him, get that guy's res or oh, you res yourself, get to the bank, bank the moats. let's keep it going. It's more of a speed bump. My concern is your idea would get completely, like, I- invalidated as a good idea because it would basically be, he invaded, he got a kill, we chased him down, we either got him or we didn't. If we don't get him, then he also gets the moats, and we wasted our time. It's a double whammy. Oh, and he's invading again. Um... The invasion portal timer doesn't start until they go back via death or killing everyone? I don't know what you're referring to, that's not true. If he goes back to his side and his team is actively banking their 50th moat, he can jump right back in and invade again, making it really hard for that team to have a recovery window. red mosquito do you think that there should be a risk reward mechanic for invading in gambit such as bringing moats across we've talked risk reward before it's a micro suggestion I don't want to talk about it again beast osiris What do you think about the competitive PvP updates? We're going to have to wait and see. It's good to see that 3v3 Elim's at least going to be in a testing ground so it could potentially bring back Trials. Going to 3v3 Survival and having a solo queue for Survival. I mean, I'll be honest. If I ever ever have to do anything in PvP, I'll probably jump into solo queue Survival and see how it goes. That's more appealing to me than everything else because I'm not going to run into stacks. And I'm a decent player so maybe I'll get matched with decent players, you know? I don't know. It would be unlikely for me to go into a game and face a bunch of amazing players. Um, the the odds would be in my favor. Really strong players tend to cluster together, uh, and going into a game full of high-skilled players is unlikely. Random Nade. I think Invasion needs more risk. What if you couldn't go through the portal unless you have X amount of moats? Yeah, people that are getting stuck on the risk, we're getting stuck on this risk-flat tire. I think... Again, giant foundational change is influence over the game needs to go down. Risk is in another category. Even if they risk, they could still come over and have a huge influence over the game. You got to turn the influence knob down. That's potentially linked to the knob of how, how frequently can you invade. Then the knob of how strong they are needs to be turned down. If you do that, you probably don't really need to mess with risk. It's just like, no, you go over and invade. It's part of the game. And the influence and the power of Invasion has been lessened so that it's, it's more reasonable. As I said, when you listen to an album, if the, if the guitar is turned up way too loud and he's doing too many solos, lower the frequency of how many solos he's doing, turn down the volume, and now the guitar is a nice complimentary presence in the music. That's what Invasion needs to be like. It needs to be not as pronounced and not as frequent. Wolfthorne riffing on your removing blockers after one side has the primeval lock both invasion portals when one side summon primes evil banking motes heals primeval invasion portals open after both sides have primeval um this isn't bad although in bank- banking motes healing the primeval wouldn't do anything I mean I guess if they I guess you would limit anybody doing like any initial damage sometimes they pick at him sometimes the tether hurts him a little bit and all your remaining you know banked motes would heal him there wouldn't be a lot of healing going on, but you're saying invasion's locked until both sides have their primeval out. Oh, and then they summons the primeval, but it doesn't send blockers anymore. Yeah, I think I'd be okay with it. Was, again, we're getting down, down to the minutia, and it gets hard to really know how that would play out. Red rocker lono this might be crazy but hear me out what if you bump the moat cap to a hundred per round whoever hits 75 per first puts everyone into 30 seconds of 4v4 pvp take away invading yeah, you're trying to create a whole new game mode I don't care to even talk about that we need to deal with gambit as gambit exists don't create another mode uh on Amana, when do you think gambit changes will be expected mm, I would say summer I would say summer of next year. I don't think it's a hot burner right now. Third, third season is when they'd probably want to try to do it. If they're going to do an upheaval to Gambit, they could do it as a third season. It could be a part of the. It could be a part of the seasonal grind. It could be a reason to jump in. If they're going to want to make changes to Gambit, they're going to want to fill the funnel. They're going to want to fill the funnel. You know, this is a different version of Gambit. If you've not liked Gambit, we've made significant changes. We think a lot of people are going to like this. It's part and parcel of the new grind. It's part and parcel of the new loot. Fill that funnel. Attach it to the pass. Um, you know, something like that. Estimated profit. Maybe making it so when invasion starts, both teams start getting random people stuck to the other side until all four players have had their eight seconds. This is, awful. this is terrible. What are you even talking about? Number one, making it random is, is, is not cool. If I'm in the middle of something, I don't want the game yanking me to the other side at random while I'm trying to kill something or bank moats. Um... And then everybody goes over until they've all had their eight seconds. What in the honest good to goodness frick am I going to do in eight seconds? Like that? Oh, hang on, hang on. Okay, move, move, move. move. I'm done. I'm I'm out. Eight seconds. Like this. This sounds. You're going to turn the game into like a schizophrenic nightmare of I don't know what the frick I'm doing and where I am. I, I don't think this would work at all. Uh, this would be horrendously bad for casuals. Um, they would have no idea what's going on. It's good to just say, "Hey, go over and bank moats. Go over and kill stuff. You know, this is this is chaos. This is chaos. Um, angry roommate. Ru- uh, uh, angry roommate. Sorry. Just get rid of the overshield. Not really a question. Huns." Bay Jack, the Invader armor is BS. How do you fix the Gambit Prime armor? I, I, it needs retooled. I would say that you know the, the the benefits of being the Invader is absurd. We've already talked about that. You know it needs to be toned down. I, I don't I don't like it that much either. It adds more snow to the snowball. Mister Radio Voice, what do you think about lowering the health of enemies? Ah, uh, I don't think the enemies are that bad. I think there's a weird, there's a really really weird aggro and damage output thing that happens. Can't really understand. It's hard to understand what's happening. Um, it's really hard to understand what's happening, but we've all experienced it when a Cyclops, you know, a a Vex Cyclops one shots you or a wizard shoots at you and you're alive and then you're suddenly dead. Uh, there's, there's really, really weird aggro focus and really, really weird damage output that it's odd. I don't know what it is. I don't know if the enemy's health is the issue. There is something odd that goes on in Gambit and I can't really put my finger on it. It's like they made Here's my theory on what's going on. When you're playing a strike or a public event area, you notice sometimes enemies are stupid. Their aggro patterns, their their pathfinding and their kiting is just sort of like they seem kind of aimless and dumb and then you get within a certain amount of area and then they're really then they're on high alert. So let's say when you're in the public space, the enemies are on like alert level five, you go into a strike, enemies are on alert level seven, they're kind of paying attention to where you're coming from. I feel like in Gambit, they've cranked up their alert level and their aggro, their aggro insistence, like they insist on aggroing and following you and shooting at you no matter how far away you go. Their aggro insistence and their aggro proximity is all the way up. And I think the reason that they're doing that is... Gambit is supposed to be a battle. So you shouldn't be really encountering enemies... Just kind of like walking around... Waiting for you to one-shot them or take them by surprise. So it's meant to feel like a battle. So even in a strike... If you're coming from far enough away or a public event... You can kind of take the enemy by surprise. That's not meant to be happening in Gambit. So my theory is they said... In order to maintain the... The feeling of... A battle... Enemies need to spawn in and immediately look for aggro. They're on, like, they're on high alert to lock, to lock on aggro, and their aggro proximity and their aggro intensity is super high. That's my theory about what's going on. I, I don't know. The enemies behave and shoot and do damage in a much different way in Gambit, and I think it's just their way of creating this this feeling of a battle. Uh, Sorry if it's already been said, but I think the team sending an invader shouldn't be able to bank for the time of invasion. It would give a little rest to the opposing team and would pair well with Ashen Hollow with the effects of invasion being accounted only if the invader gets out alive. This doesn't work, though, because while he's over there invading and wrecking face, they're just stacking moats anyway. Most people aren't really banking during invasion. Now, they might bank to stack and do the moat drain in Prime, but a lot of the times, by the time he's coming back, making them wait till then, all they're going to do is crowd around the bank, and they're going to be like, okay, he's back, and now, boom, 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 here come all the invaders. They already kind of do that anyway, so this doesn't really solve any problems. Johnny always says Bungie confirmed if finisher moves will be active in Gambit um oh you know what they're not active in PvP I don't know making them not active in Gambit would be I think that would be bad that would be a bummer who you're gonna make people want to play Gambit even less oh man these new awesome finisher moves I can't use them in Gambit well I guess I don't like Gambit even more than I did before my dislike for Gambit has increased I don't think that'd be a good idea, but they haven't confirmed it. But good question. Um, Jet boy. Here's an idea. When you invade, you're required to locate a pool of light that will allow you to kill a guardian that would make guardians immune until you've earned the buff, sort of like PVE mechanics. What do you think? Again, you're getting down into the nature of Gambit. So let's think about the words here, right? There is the there's the influence, the frequency, the power. This is the nature of Gambit, you're tr- of Invasion. You are trying to change the nature of Invasion to something else. No. Time and time again, you guys have asked these questions. They need to turn down the influence, turn down the frequency, and then from there, maybe, maybe not turn down the power if you're not invading as often and invading doesn't turn the tide of a game so easily, if the influence has been lessened we might not need any of these suggestions. You might not need to make him weak or less powerful or or have him doing uh, this that you're suggesting. Foundationally, that's what I think. It, it, you just turn down the frequency in the and in the, in the influence and then you might not have to do Anything else. Your relic idea is essentially the same as that suggestion. It's not essentially the same. Because you would go over and immediately be able to damage enemies and your. Overshield and wall hacks would be designed in relation to the item. So you'd be really tanky and have really great wall hacks if you're using a melee relic. Your wall hacks and overshield would be lessened if you're using the sniper because you're playing far away and you're harder to shoot. And your wall hacks and your overshield would be kind of in the middle if you were using like an explosive relic, like a scorch cannon or something. This is asking somebody to go over, walk around, and travel and try to find a place to stand, and then they can shoot the enemies. Like, you're completely changing, like, the nature of invasion. Understand that that's changing the nature of invasion? Well, incorrect. No, it's not. If I go over with any of the relics, the nature of invasion is, I come over with something strong and try to kill you with it. He's saying, if you come over, you can't do anything until you go and stand in this pool. You literally have an objective first, and only after that objective, then you can you've earned the buff to damage the guardians you're changing the nature of it. It, it you don't even achieve the goal of killing guardians in the same like way you're you're doing a pv as he's saying you're doing a pve mechanic first and then attacking. Mine is just you, you, just avoiding nerfing supers and, and weapons. You're still you're going over and you got a weapon and you're ready to go. You're ready to kill them. It's just if they need to nerf this weapon, whether it's a spear or a, or a sniper or a rocket launcher or whatever, if it's too strong or overshield or or wall hacks are too strong, they can tweak that. He's saying you could, you could come over and literally not be able to do anything. The pool could be in a really, really bad spot. I mean, RNG could screw you here. Oh, wow, I gotta go stand in a pool and it's literally right frickin' next to, to them. You know what I mean? Um, players would camp the well. Well, it be it has to be RNG. It has to be RNG. Again, I just think we don't even need to do the relic idea, even though I like it. We don't even need to do the relic idea. Turn down fr- Turn down frequency and influence. Turn those down first and see what happens I think small iterations are the key here you turn down frequency and you turn down the influence and then just leave things alone there's going to be a ton more heavy ammo in the game Lona, with weapon ammo finders and and these and these finisher moves that there if, if you can use finisher moves in a gambit there's going to be heavy ammo everywhere that might naturally just put invaders on their heels they might have a harder time because they're gonna more like they're gonna it's gonna be more likely that they invade and face a team that has heavy, right? Again, small iterations. If we completely swing the pendulum and change invasion, it's completely different, or we add mechanics, y- you just you run the risk of overcorrecting. I would say right now, look at the frequency and the influence, tone those down a little bit so it's not a one and done, whoa, first to invade wins and then just sort of see what happens. It's easier to make pivots and like, oh, we need to, hang on, hang on. We, 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 we really, really hurt frequency too hard. Nobody's even invading anymore, right? It's easy to make those pivots if you're just kind of tuning dials. If you're digging in and adding mechanics and changing the nature of invasion and all that, I think that's way more complicated and can have way more implications that we're not even foreseeing. That's why I think micro-suggestions and solutions right now are super unhelpful because we don't even know the consequence of some of the things people are outlining. To me, little pivots and then wait and and let it run for a season. Guys, for this season, we're just going to see how it goes. We've turned down frequency. You get one invasion at, at, at 60 and you get one invasion... Or and you get two and two or three invasions during during you know the boss fight. We've turned down the frequency of invasions to see if that won't minimize the influence of invasions. We're just gonna see how it goes for this season. A small adjustment. That might not be a small adjustment. That might be a bad example, but you get my point. Run it for a season and see what people's reaction, you know, was. By the way, if you guys are enjoying this content, the back and forth on the podcast, remember to click follow. Reset's about to happen. We're going to check all the reset activities, check all the vendors. So stick around for that. If you're enjoying yourself, please click follow. That's a free way to support what I do. Um, And then there's the commands in the title if you want to support me with like the creator code or buying like the skin in Fortnite or whatever. Um, Janiper, would taking gambit to only two rounds also create another annoying meta where both teams hold supers and strong strats till the second round? No, no, not necessarily. If you're ahead and you got supers and you can win, take the win. You know, maybe there's a bonus point. Maybe there's like a bonus of like five points for winning first. Dude, we're gonna win. Do it. Use your super. The bonus points are good. Five, ten points, or something like that. The team that's trying to come and win in the second round, they've got to overcome those bonus points. But if they're smart and save their supers, they can kind of steamroll those first couple of moat stacks and those first couple of banks. And maybe that maybe maybe that makes it so where they they, they, they can't necessarily catch up guaranteed, but it, it gives them an opportunity to have a good round. You know, like I don't. I, You're I, I don't know if anybody would do this. Like, we'll just sit on our supers, guys. Round two's more important, and you just slow walk the burn. I think you'd want to incentivize that first win. Coldheart, do you think the blockers shouldn't teleport so much? Invader aside, there's nothing worse than having moats and you want to bank, but the stupid captain teleports every other second. They need to limit how far the the, the blockers travel. Sometimes they go into mo- the, the most backwards, stupid places. So, it it just gets absurd. Reset just happens. So, I'm actually going to cut it there so we can just engage with the content and look at all the stuff at Reset. So, if you're here right now, don't go anywhere. Click follow to support the stream. If you're listening in any other locations, I appreciate you doing that. Please like, share, and subscribe.